Hey, welcome to Smart, Fabulous and Single. I'm your host, Trisha Ann. Today, we're going to enjoy Man Talk, the segment that unlocks the male perspective on the topic for the week. The conversations are really enlightening, but more importantly, it will help us all understand the male psyche and how to navigate it for our relationships and marriage. So, stick around for today's episode. And if you have male friends that want to join me for Man Talk, have them visit the Smart, Fabulous, and Single podcast page at www.sfswoman.com. Ladies, welcome back to Smart, Fabulous, and Single. I am your host, Trisha Ann. Today, I'm excited to be speaking again to Ronse and Andre as they continue their discussion on the highs and lows of marriage. If truth is truth, it must be tried and tested and found to be true. And so, Andre and Cara, before they became, they had to be tested. Mm-hmm. Ron C. and Sharon, before we became, we had to be tested. So don't avoid the test. Yeah. Do not try to shortcut or shirk the process. We went through premarital. We went through the disagreements. We went through the tears. We went through, I mean, I know if this all work. We went through it practically and really assessed can I live with this person for the rest of my life? And our spouses did the same. And for the risk of offense, um, none intended. For the spiritual among us, the test or a series of tests is not equivalent to a confirmation to say that this is not of God. Mm. To prove that, as Ranse said, that this is in fact so. And once you've withstood the test, because marriage in and of itself is mm. going to be sting. And if you can't handle the, the, the pretest, then it begs to question, can you handle marriage? Oh my goodness. Y'all are Christians, right? I am a Christian, but I only became a Christian the other day. Uh, <laughs> how, how long ago now? Seven years. No nine years before that i used to go to dance you see on a say a while ago the people in the dance would have throw a buckle and do them lighter and blow them on and run up and <laughs> because <laughs> yo those are some real things that we need to hear you know you have, as you say, you have to do the pre-test. It's not about being in marriage and you haven't been tested yet. And I think that is the concern, I mean, you know, that um, I have with us as single women, me included, before before being in my own marriage, uh, you know, I'm now divorced. We were not preparing and going through the, the testing and so what happened was we, we did nothing. And so what happened was that we now went into, we now go into the marriage or are going into the marriage or are going into a relationship. And that is when we want things to be sorted out. And, mm-hmm. and we're not practicing. We're not practicing. We're not practicing how we talk to somebody. We're not practicing how we take care of people. Nothing, nothing. You know what I mean? And that's where the challenges come in. 
I, oh, I remember um, there's a friend of mine who we, 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 we always have our usual banters back and forth with each other and stuff. And, and even there's a side of our relationship that I can be very testing with her. Um, and I remember she was, she was venting to somebody um, about it. And the person's response to her is, maybe God is using Andre to prepare you for marriage. And in the moment, that statement came off as a joke. But then we explored it and pushed it further and realized it's true. Um, God can put people in your life strategically to prepare you, to help prepare you for your husband and the same for us men to prepare you for your wife so when 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 wow. when, 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 when um so, so sometimes you, you're out to the friends allow the gentleman to open the door allow the gentleman to take care of you and to protect you and so on because what you are doing is that you're not pushing up yourself upon him and say i am man you know but you are you are as what we're trying to say you are you are putting yourself in a frame of mind to say, if this were my husband, how would I be reacting in this situation? And we're making it clear. You are making it clear. I am not eyeing this guy as my husband. You are working on you and you are preparing you. So in any situation, if there's somebody who, you know, you can relate with on that level to Say, you know, I, I, yeah, I prepare for my husband, you know, and, you know, and you just work it all you can. But how, if this were, if this were your husband, how would you relate in this situation? Would you jump and talk over him? Would you argue up with him about whatever is happening? Would you allow him to make the decisions? Would you make the decision for him? What would you do if this were your husband? And practice. Use your brothers. You have close circles. You have men in a close circle. Use them. And if they love you, they will, they will help in the process, you know? Um, and so uh, we, we did that a lot in our circle, Ransi and I. Um, the women in our circle would, would use us as their precursors. And there's a mentor that is common to all of us, Pastor Shelley she would always say to the ladies, let the men be men. Let the men be men. She not, she not tell them to, to be dependent on us, but allow the men and, to and be in this manhood. Allow the men to, to demonstrate their protectorness. Allow the men to, to be men. So there are things to be lifted in the room and there are men in the room. Allow the men to lift it, you know? And, and, and some of us men, we like to flex our muscles for the women. You know, when, uh, when, uh, you, you get the point I'm making? Allow the men to be men. Open the doors for the women. Um, allow them to sit first. You know, you don't sit with your back to the, to the door because you want to be in a position of protecting them. Anybody can come in upon them. That kind of stuff. You, you be, be, be their protector. Be their provider, be their priest until the priest and protect and provider come. You know, and, and, and women do the same thing. 
as I said, what, how would you handle yourself if this were your husband? Making sense? Making a, a whole heap of sense. One of the strongest women I know is who Andre made reference to, Pastor Shelley. So we just want yeah. to, to shape the, 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 the image and the picture. This woman is a strong yeah, woman. But, but Yeah, man. But talk about meekness. Talk about power under control. Strength under control. Talk about gracefulness. Talk about a woman that is regal. I mean, we grew up admiring our pastor, Pastor Shelley. But there is, but she not weak. She mm-hmm. not, she not weak. She not softy, softy them. You know what I mean? And so, I'll just put a quick spin on it as we continue to talk. The process is about it's a it's about one of the key things is your self awareness. How self aware are you? Yeah. And what Andre was saying earlier is is hits the nail on the head. You see. You have the opportunity to see blind spots in yourself from the feedback of your family members, of your co-workers, and your friends. And even one-off encounters from people who you'd, you'd meet. They will say some things, listen for some of the consistent narratives, even if it is not necessarily what you agree with. But you see, because you have friends and you trust them, if three, four of them saying a similar thing about you, I would say it's fair to consider this may be a blind spot that I I am not aware of mm-hmm. in myself. And your preparedness in the process, what makes a big difference inside of you know successful relationships is your self-awareness. It has been so good in terms of just, as you say, yielding to the process and understanding what it re- what is required in order to get us to that place where we can really submit one to another, as the word of God says, um, really submit to our husbands as women. And just being um, persons that can, as you said, Andre, build the marriage, you know, be, create an atmosphere and an environment that causes the marriage to, 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 to develop and, and, and yeah. grow burst or stifling it you know what i mean so i really appreciate that this what you both have shared so far um in terms of lows though you know what what is it that we should look out maybe there are one or two things that you could say all right and this is how best to treat with it if you see where i'm coming from for me um marriage and and what i'm about to say it Depends on which lens you're looking at it. You can see it as a high or low. Um, but I, I, I would, for me, it feels like a low, but it's really a high. Marriage, as I said before, can be very testing. And, and marriage, if you open yourself up to it truly, has a tendency to put a walking mirror in front of you. It shows you who you are. And when you marry a wife like mine, I mean, she's amazing. You understand me? This girl challenges me on every front. And by challenge, I mean, she puts who I have the potential to be in front of my face all the time. 
and saying, this is who you are being right now. This is who I know you, who I know you ought to be and can be. And sometimes that's not very comfortable, especially for a mind and for somebody like me. I love my comfort. And, you know, when, when you are, when you see yourself, sometimes it, it is, it is not comfortable. And sometimes the rubbing and the, and the, the friction that happens with the negative sides of you, of both of you, when the negative sides start to rub. I remember marriage is a becoming is too becoming one you know when two things are being fused together it is usually not a easy process you're talking about two things of different makeup different character different different um constitution different different everything and these two elements are now fusing together to become one. There is going to be pain. There is going to be friction. There is going to be struggle. There is there's going to be, it's not, it's not easy, right? And so how do you deal with all of this? My bottom line is, I go back to what I said earlier, all cards on deck all cards on deck and one of the things we we said going into our marriage divorce is not an option divorce is not in our vocabulary so whatever it is we are going to work it out you understand me divorce is never an option we're in almost five years now, and we've dealt with some serious crap. And bottom line is, at the end of the day, we always come full circle. You are the love of my life. I love you. And we, what we need to do is to work through this so we can grow from it, learn from it, and move on. Sometimes I want, I, I, there are sometimes when things happen, I shut down, I'm a shutdowner. And my wife is a, let's deal with it nower. You understand? Um, sometimes I want to just go and jump in my car and drive and leave me alone. And I mean, we've, it's been a lot, but as I said, divorce, never an option. From, from, we were, from we ever started considering marriage, we've established that fact. No matter what we do, you not left me, and me not left you. You hear me say? And even the scripture that says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That is something we take literally. Um, one and two time, yeah, we got a bed vexed, but it, we don't make it a habit. We, we always at the end of the day or by the end of the day, always 
somebody I go out of lock them tail and come back and say, listen, about what happened today. And we start to talk about it. Because the bottom line remains, you are the love of my life. I love you. And we are spending the rest of our lives together. It is a choice and a commitment we made. So nothing, nothing supposed to come and throw us off and, and make us start consider things because divorce and leaving each other, that no way in our purview. So we're not even entertaining it. You understand? Again, I go back to saying, understand your partner. Understand your partner. Know what, what buttons, know what, 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 know what triggers your partner. What triggers certain behavior in your partner. And don't push certain buttons in certain situations. You know? You know if you raise your voice as above a certain decibel, one bell will go tick in your partner's head and things will go south. Don't do it. And some of us, in our humanity and, uh, and our own weaknesses and insecurities too, we do certain things to trigger our, our partners. And this is where emotional intelligence and maturity will come in. And a lot of people nowadays who are married are not emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent. And we go off our feelings and everything is about how we feel and how oh, you make me feel and na, 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 na. always go back to our bottom line. We never let the sun go down on our wrath. You are the love of my life. Me not left you. You not left me. It have to go work out. And if it not work out tonight, we'll wake up a morning. And sometimes you realize that, that as bad as some things get, all you really need to do is sleep it off. And when you wake up a morning, you're in a better space of mind to deal with it. But the bottom line is it has got to deal with it and it has to be dealt with. Excellent point. You know, and, and Trisha, as you asked the question about the laws, what are some of the laws or how do we deal with the laws? You know, um, yeah, I just want to take this opportunity to give honor to our shepherd, Pastor Al Miller. Uh, uh, and his wife, uh, Pastor Jasmine, a blessing to the body of Christ, a blessing to this nation and to us. And he said something inside of our premarital uh, that I think fits in perfectly um, to your question, Trisha. When we think of laws, you know, as Andre shared it, there is the heartache, there is the, the, the pain, the tears, suffering in some cases, separation, and in some cases, divorce. The lows, it's the sad times, the gloomy times. I'm not happy right now, or my joy is not, you know, so up, not full right now. Many times, what causes the lows um, and the irreconcilable differences is not so much the disagreements that we have, you know, it's more so the differences, you know, and the lows a lot of times comes because we don't take the opportunity to appreciate some of the, 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 the quirkiness and the differences in our partner. So inside of preparing, you know, single women to be married, you know, 
begin to appreciate the differences in your friends and in people. It may not be you, it may not be something you do or the value, you may not value it, but begin to, you know, train yourself to appreciate, well, you know what, this isn't me, but I have value that this is you, it's different, okay, you know? That being said, you can have the lows over a simple, simple thing. Um, i give you an example. Wife and I woke up one morning. We said, well, go touch road. And we sat in the bed together. One of them nice morning, you know? We are straight up the sheet, put on the comforter, and we come now. So we go fluff the pillow then. Hear this now. I come from a school, you know, when you walk in a courts, or you walk in Sears, and you, you reach the bedding section, and you see how the bed set up nice. You know, they, they make it presentable. So when you walk and bust the corner, the pillows are almost facing you. So then prop it up, prop it up on the wall. Right up. Yeah, man. So, so I come from a school where when you are set bed, you prop up the pillow, them way they make it feel like when you walk in a bedroom, you're there in a series. <laughs> for my wife, where you prop up the pillow for? Lay the pillow down. Make it lie down flat. And would you believe one morning we had a disagreement about how the pillow fell in? And I'm and telling you guys. the pillow about the two of you know? Nobody is seeing the pillow about the two of us. And we left the home in a funk because I felt like she put down my differences. I felt like she didn't value it. And she was in a funk because, oh, me forget upset about that. That and I not forget upset about. And guys, as simple and as stupid as it appeared, we were in a funk for a bit because of our difference in how to set the bed. But somebody, I will give honor to my wife because you see, she not too miserable and things not really bother more than so. I think she said, you know, this is not worth being upset about this is not worth a disagreement in our marriage and you have to look at the differences in your partner in the grand scheme of things one of the things where andrea and i working on now am i going to make a funk about this is it worth disagreement in my marriage because i'm very particular and i have to say to myself as andre used the example with the toothpaste am i going to make an issue about the toothpaste and cause an issue in the marriage over toothpaste? That don't make no sense. Am I going to disturb the peace for toothpaste? No. And so we begin to look at it in perspective. And we had to laugh about it. Can, I jump, can I jump in here? Jump in, jump in, my brother. Yeah, Let's man. use that pillow situation as well. Sometimes the tension is not necessarily the fact that you took the pillar mm -hmm. situation seriously, you know. The mm -hmm. tension could actually have begun when the wife realizes how stupid you are being, quote-unquote, for allowing this to cause True. financial An atmosphere. Yes. And so the issue for her may not necessarily be the pillows. It's like, dude, why, why are you behaving like this? You know? True. Um, and and, and those, sometimes those 
we, we, our perspectives differ sometimes. Because in our brain as men, we are going to over pillar. But in the woman's mind, dude, it's not about the pillow. Why are you behaving like this? And I agree. A lot of times there's more to it. And it comes down to the differences. Am I able to appreciate the differences in my spouse? And so I think that is one of the keys inside of navigating through the laws. Because as simple as these things appear, offense can come. And if offense is not dealt with, it can turn into bitterness. And the bitterness can cause distance. And before you know it, you're sleeping beside someone that you feel like you don't even know or you feel like you're miles apart from because emotionally as andre shared the there is a emotional disconnect because of emotional immaturity yes there are some valid times and yes there are some real situations but a lot of the things that we get so caught up about i am learning because i am the type to be very you know like things a certain way it, it's, it's not going to change the price of rice. And so, just flow. Just let it go. It's going to be okay. And, and, and the enemy tends to magnify things when you're upset too. When you're, when you're vexed, at uh, that time you realize that the toothpaste really <laughs> vexed you. Wet. All along, you know, toothpaste now trouble you, you know. But to your vexed now, you do something. I know you realize that the toothpaste vexed you. I know you realize that uh, the pillow should I really stand up? Sounds like it's full, full things. I want to go back to because understanding who we're talking to. Ladies, use your friends, use your family, and practice for marriage. You understand? Um, when, when you have disagreements with your friends, work it out. Deal with it. Don't leave it and then for days now it pass and, and whatever. Oh, and then yes, I'm old when I'm really not Yeah, okay. yeah. Because, and, and one thing, marriage does not afford you. Marriage does not afford your luxury to, to walk away. I mean, you can, you can leave the situation for a little minute, and come, but you have to come back. You understand? Um, so, yeah, use your friends and practice. Use your family. You have siblings, use them. You have, use your best friends, you know? This was a tremendous episode. I mean, I've loved all the episodes, I must admit. But it was tremendous for me because it truly hit home this thing of practicing before we even get into a relationship. Practice, 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 practice. Practice how you're going to speak in certain situations. Practice if a certain situation comes up, how am I going to deal with it, you know? Practice allowing the man to be the authority in, in, in the marriage. Um, as, as you said, Ronse, well, we both submit to each other, but the man is still the authority. Practice it, you know? And Andre, you talked about um, allowing him to be the man, allow him, allowing him to demonstrate himself as um, prophet, priest, provider, protector, and so on, you know, which is what the word of God speaks to. And um, I found it very interesting how you speak to the fact that um, perspective is truly important and perspective can be a killer 
in a particular type of situation. And I think it's something that we have to become cognizant of, that even in our friendships, even in our family situations, um, before we even talk about we, we, we dating somebody, courting, whatever it is, uh, we need to start to get perspective. As you say, is it, is it really worth it? I, I love you. Do I really need to demand that my voice be heard or to demand that my pre preferences win out um, this thing of recognizing the importance of letting things go and of being willing to give up preferences. In the chat room episode, Tara, Andre, your wife, was one of the guests. And it's something that you know we spoke about. And here it is, it has come up again. This question of what gives us the right as women to believe that what we see in our minds, what we are thinking is more important than what our husbands or our partners, you know, the person that we intend to marry, or even friends, family members, what gives us the right to believe that what we're seeing and thinking is more important one that, than what the other person is seeing or thinking. And I think um, you both have brought that to the fore uh, in different ways, of course, but it's really something very important that I want us ladies to leave with, to, to consider very, just, just really truly consider why do we think that our thoughts, our, our perspectives, what we see in our minds, what we have been taught, um, whether it be by our family, you know, our traditions in our families, our norms in our communities, uh, whatever it is, why do we think that that's more important than what our male counterpart sees, thinks, you know, understands and so on? And are we truly willing to walk away from it? Because that is what preparing for marriage is all about, as Ronse and Andre have alluded to the willingness to, to walk away from preferences and uh, us being right. You know what I mean? So gentlemen, boy, may I tell you, this was so good. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate it because it, it, it brought home some stuff that we've been talking about, but more importantly, because it was so practical and you were just so honest about it, you know? And yet in all of your honesty, you can say, if I, if I do this, I can work it out with my wife. You know what I mean? And that's what we're looking for. So thank you so much for bringing this rawness and this, this truth to Man Talk. I really appreciated having you here. And um, I know I'm going to have you back because this was amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you. If I may, I want to leave two points with you and your ladies. Um, one, marriage is a team sport and people always say there's no I in team. It's all about what is best for the team. And just as in any team scenario, you assess what are the strengths and weaknesses of the team members and you treat accordingly. So my wife, she's stronger with the money. 
than I am. Me not go say because I'm the man, so I'm me for angle the money. You understand? No. Her strength is finances. I am horrible with finances. So if I, as the man, deal with the finances, we're going to be broke. You understand? So understand each other's strengths and weaknesses and amplify the strengths and work on the weaknesses. And some and second point is one what I've I've seen this my wife demonstrate this countless times. Never underestimate the importance and the power of prayer. Um I have seen me and my wife have issues and sometimes she not say nothing to me. But me have to make a full circle and come around. And when that happens, she says I, she prayed about it and she trusts God to deal with me and because if I'm a man of God, then she trusts that God will speak to me and cause me to come and address the matter. And so I say that to say, never underestimate the power of prayer. Commit everything to God. Commit your future husband. Commit your marriage to God. Commit Commit everything to God and watch God work on your behalf. And I said too, but there's another thought. Ronse and I are very young to marriage. Ronse is, is married, what, two years now. I'm, I'm going on five. We're very young. And based on who marriages we've seen ahead of us, marriages grow and evolve. And as you... It's like playing a game, you know, them, them, them games when you go to a, a next level, you have a different something for fight on the level there. And the next level, you go, when they beat a level, they go on the next level, and the next something else up there for fight and kill. Marriages grow and evolve. I don't think, I, I've, I've hired people who are married for 20, 25, 30 years saying that they're still learning things about marriage. And so um, I would say that to single women, set realistic expectations. You're not going to go into marriage and after two years, you're perfect and we're fine and we'll grow and, and she's swinging hands in the meadows every day after that. Very good point, Andre. And, and in closing, I think there's the one thought I have that's resting, well, two thoughts resting on me uh, just to share with you, Trisha. And uh, your listeners, you know, I, I really want to minister to, to, to someone or some, you know, I want you to know that you are enough. You know, uh, you are in process, you're learning and you are evolving. But inside of you, God has deposited the ingredients uh, to be a successful woman period and and out of the identity of christ formed in your womanhood will flow the, the the faithful wife the successful wife and so i don't want you to beat up on yourself and feel like i'm not there yet there's so much to work on i'll never get there i want to encourage you that you are God's gift 
not just to your husband, but to the, the children that you don't have yet, to the community that you've not mentored yet, uh, and, to, and, to, and to nations that many of you will speak to uh, inside of you. Uh, because you have connected with God and you're depending on him, know that you are enough. You know, I just want to minister that word to you. And the second thing that's resting on me, just to share with everyone as you continue your journey of preparation, is to seek to find purpose in everything. And so let purpose drive you. Let purpose guide your decisions and your determination for clarity should be unto purpose. So when my wife and I were getting together, our courtship was heavily um, about purpose. So we were like, okay, you know, we're both people of God. We both believe the call of God is on our lives. What is our purpose for coming together? And I encourage you to seek to find purpose inside of your own process, you know, because you as a woman, you, there, you have a purpose, you have an assignment. And so when inside of you meeting your husband, man, there should now be a combining of purpose, kind of like a, a fit, like a glove, you know? And so our, inside of your purpose for your husband, man, and that you will meet and in the courtship, look at, am I a good fit for this person? And is this person a good fit for me? So I just want to encourage you to trust that God, because God is a deliberate God and he is a God of purpose. So inside of who you meet, the processes you go through and everything that you have been through, know that nothing is wasted. It, it will all be used to fashion you, to mature you, and to help you towards fulfilling destiny. So we want to encourage you um, and just want to bless you and release that. So thank you so much again for inviting us, Trisha. Excellent, Pastor. And yes, thank you, Trisha, for having us. Thank you for listening to smart fabulous and single if you loved it please download subscribe rate and share it then head over to our website at www.sfswoman.com to access show notes and other fantastic bonus content and resources and to sign up as a guest you can also sign up to continue the conversation in our facebook group if you want to share topic ideas email me at pod at sfswoman.com Okay, so thanks again and don't forget to join me for new episodes Mondays to Fridays. You can also connect with me on FB and IG at Smart, Fabulous and Single. And remember, what you have on the inside of you is far greater than your circumstances, weaknesses and fears. So you already have everything you need to live life successfully. Mm -hmm.